0: Hello and welcome back to Little MB. This is Nick. Oh man. I gotta tell you, If you cannot see the atrocities being committed by our government through the hands of other people and if you can't see that for the atrocities they are you're an idiot. If they wanted to try to pull out of Afghanistan, Afghanistan, and do it a little at a time, then do it. See how it goes. See how the Afghani army holds up against the Taliban if the Taliban should attack. But No, they don't do that. We're just pulling out. And there's atrocities being committed. People are so fucking terrified. They're raiding airports, trying to get on the planes. Some dude was clinging to the landing gear. And as soon as it started to go up, he fell to his death. And don't you just love the press secretary... Jen Saki, or is it Pisaki? What kind of stupid cunt has a silent P at the beginning of her fucking name? <sighs> Whatever. Have you have you listened to this cunt talk? She is the most fucking arrogant piece of shit I think I've ever heard speak. Maybe not the most arrogant. I'm sure Trump still has her beat on the arrogance part, you know. And sorry to Trump fans, you can't deny the, it's fucking arrogant as hell. But it's... I can't believe the way this broad talks. I'm, I'm kind of surprised the journalists who are actually there have been asking some of the questions that, that they've been asking. Start following the White House on Facebook. Because a lot of times they go live with these press releases and stuff. That's that's where I saw the one yesterday or the day... I think yesterday with her. And I've seen a couple with her. I saw one with Biden. Actually, I think I've seen a couple with Biden. That guy's just a fucking train wreck. But, excuse me, I mean, her indifference to the Afghani lives is just insane. And you can say what she wants because she avoids 99% of the questions they ask about it, but it's just straight up cold indifference. That's what it is. And, I I just, I don't get what the purpose is. I I feel sorry for the vets that served over there, had to kill people. Because yes, losing your life would suck for the people around you, but if you're dead, you're dead. You aren't going to notice that. I don't consider that the ultimate sacrifice. I consider having to take lives and live with that the rest of your life, the ultimate sacrifice. I consider people losing fucking limbs and having to live with that for the rest of their lives, the ultimate sacrifice. And it was apparently for nothing. I mean, let's not be stupid about why we went there. They're rich in lithium, rich in natural gas. They've got other mineral deposits. We know why we were there. It had nothing to do with terrorism. Because if it did, we'd still be there. 75,000 Taliban taking over this country. As, we, as we're sitting here, it's still going on. One thing I love, I follow RT as well. I don't... I don't get into most of their shit. But they had coverage of the UN regarding what was going on in Afghanistan. And I I I just kind of froze because part of me wanted to laugh because of the ridiculousness of not just what was being said but by who. And the other part of me wanted to fucking cry. Because of the ridiculousness. Of these people getting up and saying the shit they're saying and being allowed to without somebody beating the absolute hell out of them. Now, I didn't catch it from the beginning. Because the Afghanis apparently were there asking for assistance. Because guess what? They have fled. The government fled Kabul. They fled. People are fleeing. The soldiers for Afghanistan aren't even fighting. We just helped train more terrorists. That's what we did by helping them establish an army. And if you think for one second that these guys who we have trained and who are not fighting aren't going to pass our tactics right over to the Taliban who probably after 20 years has a pretty fucking good idea what they are anyway you're insane you're insane but the first person i heard speak was the representative from Mexico this this fucking stupid broad gets up and starts talking about needing to protect the women and and the girls of afghanistan And how we need to give, make sure the humanitarian need that they are requiring is getting to them. And it's like, bitch, your country is run by fucking cartels that kidnap women and children and force them into the fucking sex trade. We're talking about cartels that take people's fucking heads off and put them in piles for the people to see. And you got the balls to sit there and talk about fucking humanitarian need and protecting people? How about protecting your own people, you cunt? <coughs> and then you get Russia up there. And, I mean, by the time I got out, of, I saw four people speak. And they all essentially said the same thing about the hum- humanitarian need. Protecting the women and children, protecting their social rights. And these are the four countries Mexico, Russia, and I'm not going to lie, I don't know anything about what's going on in Vietnam, so I don't know if this guy's as hypocritical as the rest. But Vietnam spoke. And fucking China. China talking about the fucking rights of the people. I mean, are, are you fucking serious? I mean, listening to China and listening to Mexico. And to me, Mexico's just as bad as China. Because Mexico wants to portray themselves as some kind of democratic nation to a certain extent. Yet they're all being bought off by the cartels. All being bought off by the cartels. I mean, it is absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, what's that make you want to do? Do you want to laugh or fucking cry thinking about these people talking about the humanitarian rights of the Afghani people? And we did exactly what we did in the 90s. And I don't know if... I want to commend the first George Bush for it or criticize him for his actions during Desert Storm because he made an agreement with the United Nations to gain their support that the purpose of going in was one reason and that was to drive saddam hussein and iraq out of kuwait and that's what he did and he left it at that so it's a time in which we had a leader keep his word to the un that's commendable however we got a lot of support from iraqis Because we didn't just get them out and push them right outside the border of Kuwait. We pushed them back into Iraq. And we had a lot of help from the Iraqi people who thought their savior had come. That we were going to get them away from such a terrorizing motherfucker as Saddam Hussein. Who gassed his own people. He gassed the Kurds this is documented fact so don't give me your shit about weapons of mass destruction they weren't there they were there he used them whether we were able to find them whether he was out of them we still have the receipts from when we sold chemical weapons to Saddam Hussein we have those receipts we sold them in the 80s during the iraq iran war because iran had chemical and biological weapons and we were afraid they were gonna start using them on Iraq so we sold some to Iraq to even the playing field to give Iran something to think about it was a preventative measure Iraq was our buddy in the 80s during the Iraq Iran war when that last eight years and over a million people died in those eight years i mean this this was a hard hard fought war that essentially had no outcome and so to even things up and give iran something to think about so they and it it worked whether iran would have used them anyway or not who knows but in theory, you can say it worked because Iran never used chemical weapons. However, Saddam did use them on his own people that wanted him gone. That wasn't part of the Ba'ath party. So, we go there and we get help from Iraqi people thinking that they are being saved from their tyrannical fucking leader. And then we uh, we abandoned ship. And those people started getting massacred. Any of the Iraqis... Th- th- there was so many Iraqis who had surrendered. And when we sent them back... were tortured... And executed because they didn't fight to the death against the Americans. And so this is the kind of thing that the Iraqi people dealt with. That's why we had so much trouble, so much trouble, gaining the trust of Iraqi people when we went back into Iraq in 2003 let me tell you something, something like that happens, you go in in 90 or 91, and then you go back in 2003, those people did not forget what happened. A lot of them still bore the scars from helping us. So, it was not easy winning them over. And what do we do as soon as obama is in there he starts pulling us out and isis immediately goes in and takes over immediately and starts terrorizing any and everybody who fucking helped us this is this is a fucking trend That's been going on since the Gulf War. This is what we do. We go in and make our statement and then just fucking leave the people to their fates. Think about Japan and Germany and what great fucking allies they are at this point. You know? And I'm I'm currently... I've oh, I've loved history my whole life. I grew up watching documentaries with my dad. He was more into World War II, uh, World War I documentaries, you know, w- whatever they had for America. He was more into that. I was into it all. I watched uh, the Roman War Machine that was on the History Channel, and then they did another one from that was about Rome that was uh, from destroyers to builders. Because Russia, uh, Romans were half soldier and half construction worker. They would build roads as they were going to conquer somebody. They, they were like, well, we're going to take them. We might as well build, the ro- build a road as we're going. That That's where the saying comes from, all roads lead to Rome because as they expanded and were conquering people they were building roads as they were going there it assisted their supply lines and everything so i've i've loved history but look at the history over the past 30 years since since desert storm and we are just abandoning these people and this is my mother fucking point when it comes to you people with your partisanship bullshit thinking that Republicans are better than Democrats or Democrats are better than Republicans Bush did the same fucking thing the first Bush he did the same fucking thing in Desert Storm he abandoned the people now like I said there can be an argument made that says we finally had a president who kept his word when it came to war But, as soon as we're gone and Saddam starts his retaliation, which we knew about. Don't fucking kid yourself thinking we didn't. We should have been right back there getting him out of power. So Bush did the same thing that Obama did. Well, let's put it the other way because Bush was first. Obama did the same thing Bush did. And what else did Obama do? He started shitting Yemen. He started shitting Libya. He started shitting Syria. People that want to sit there and talk about Obama being great, he was a fucking tyrant. He was a fucking tyrant. But he does the same thing that Bush 1 does and pulls out of fucking Iraq. And leaves the people to their fate. Only instead of Saddam, it's to a bunch of terrorists. And if Biden's sonality doesn't prove to you that there is somebody else behind the scenes pulling the fucking strings on our presidency... I don't know what, what else can. Because Bi- Biden's batshit crazy. And I'm not making fun of people with Alzheimer's. <laughs> but I gotta wonder if it's Alzheimer's or if it's knowing... You know the saying, you're the one that made your bed, you lie in it. And I'm wondering if he isn't going crazy knowing who he has made his bed with. That he's doing the same thing in Afghanistan. This is appalling. Appalling. We are supposed to be the great saviors to help people. We are still in Japan and Germany. That was my point of bringing them up earlier. We are still there. 70 years later. 70, over, over 75 years later. We're still there. And both of them with military bases. Why? Because they were so fucking fanatical. You had a people that got so brainwashed in Germany or fanatical, however you want to label it, that they just start slaughtering races of people. It wasn't just the Jews. It was gypsies. It was Slavs. I mean, if you weren't part of their master white race, your ass was toast. And then you have... I'm listening to this podcast that's... Uh, the reason I brought up the documentaries and stuff before is because currently I'm listening to a podcast. It's a six-part series. <laughs> and I'm not sure... It, it seems like the shortest episode of this six-part series is like three and a half or four hours. It's Dan Carlin and it's called Hardcore History. And he sits down and covers topics and he gets into book like quotes from soldiers that were there journalists that were there things of that nature and right now this one's called uh, Supernova of the East talking about because it's a play on words because of the uh, rising sun of uh, Japan I just finished the fifth part of that I've been binge listening to this shit and it is so fucking sad that it talks about naked women charging with spears because they don't think the Americans will cut down these women. They thought the women being naked would shock them, which there was a little bit of a shock, but that they wouldn't gun down these women. Saipan, when we went there, the thousands of people that committed suicide Because of the propaganda of the Japanese that when the Marines came they were going to torture and rape and torture the women, men and children. There's first hand accounts of Marines standing and watching as these people on Saipan are chucking their children off of a cliff that's over 800 feet tall down on a jagged rock and in the water, and then jumping after them. There was first-hand accounts of a group of people who were down below that bowed to the Marines, spread a Japanese flag over a rock, and then some dudes handing out hand grenades, and they're all just pulling the pins and holding them to their stomachs. they were so fanatical do you think we wouldn't have had a third war involving japan cuz the first the first world war if i'm not mistaken japan was on our side they were an ally and then they felt like they got fucked over when we were dividing up territories and stuff after the war ended they felt like they got screwed. And in a sense, they did. There was a lot of racism in the sense that we considered Asians to be inferior. So they kind of got screwed. So then they, the Second World War, we hear about it starting in 1939, September 1st, when Hitler rolled through Poland. Well, guess what? It actually started... Basically, you can take it back to 1931 when Japan started going to war with fucking China. They wanted to take China. Japan was a tough nation, but they didn't have shit for resources. Dan Carlin talks about how the Mitsubishi plant that was putting out the Zero fighters, because the fighters that the Japanese had were called Zeros. they didn't have an airfield next to it. And they thought they were too delicate to put on trucks. And there was no railhead there for them to put them and transport them. They were pulling these planes 25 miles by oxen to the airfields. They didn't have their own resources. But these people were so fanatical. We knew that if we just accepted the treaty and left guess what, within 20 years they're going to be starting shit again. These are fanatical people. (laughs) That shit on Saipan and other places that that occurred is exactly why we dropped atomic bombs. That and the fact we had no idea, no idea just how devastating they would be, and the after effects. As far as the radiation. No idea. But we're dealing with the same type of fanatical behavior with these terrorist organizations. And let's be clear, the only reason that we're calling them terrorists is because it gets around the Geneva Convention in regard to how we're allowed to treat them. That's the only reason they're terrorists. Because if they had any kind of national identity, we would not be allowed to send these guys to Guantanamo Bay. We wouldn't be allowed to waterboard them or anything else. We just wouldn't. So that that's why. But if you think for one minute that, well, 20 years is enough, no, it's not. Technically, we could probably, maybe, pull out of Japan or Germany at this point. After 75 years, you'd think we could. However, there's, there's too many other factors. I mean, I think that we are in the middle of building another base in Japan. We're ramping up for something, you know. It's it's insane that we are still in these other countries and we have not learned that we did something right with that. And and why why did we do it? Don't don't say well. Yeah, I get what you're saying. We did that. However, you know, that was World War II and now we're trying a new approach. That's not the case. Because if you think that's the case, you're forgetting World War I, where we did not stay in Germany In other countries that fought against us in World War I. We did not stay there then. And what did when what happened? The war ends in 1918, November 11th. That's why it's called. It used to be called uh, Armistice Day. Now it's called Veterans Day for everybody. But that's where it comes from, November 11th, 1918, when the war officially ended. <coughs> then 21 years later, and like I said. The hardcore activity with Japan and China started in 37, but it originally started in 31. You know, some of the light shit. So, I mean, you, you could say even as early as 13 years later. But, take it to 19 years later. 1937. Take it to 1939. Take it there. 21 years. you have these countries starting shit again. That's why we did not leave Germany. That's why we did not leave Japan. It's because we, like I said, Japan wasn't against us in the First World War. However, we learned what happened... When you just kick the shit out of somebody and leave them alone. We learned that lesson a hundred fucking years ago. And now they've been trying it again. And it does nothing but fail, fail, fail. I mean, think about that shit. And in Afghanistan, we have abandoned people to 75,000 Taliban. And you have these people talking about protecting the women and children. They won't come out and fucking say it. Women are being terrorized. They're being raped. You know they are. You know that's what's happening to these poor people. It is insanity. Fucking insanity, people. And nobody gives a shit. People were saying 10 years, you know, I can remember within 10 years of us going to Afghanistan, people saying that we needed to pull out. and i made the exact same arguments then that i'm making now remember the saying that i've said multiple times on here and this is only episode what 15 those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it i recognized what happened in world war 1 and why There was a World War II. There were two factors as to why there was a World War II. And if you think I'm just Republican or Democrat, hopefully this will help prove you wrong. Something good that Woodrow Wilson did. Because they wanted Germany and these other countries to pay all these reparations for starting such a horrific war. And at the time, they said it was the war to end all wars because the casualties were so high. Over six million people died in this conflict. And, uh, a miracle of it, the majority were actually soldiers instead of civilians. That would drastically change once you get to World War II, where. Over 60 million died, and the overwhelming majority were actually civilians. But Woodrow Wilson said that is a mistake to force these reparations that these countries will never be able to pay. It's going to destroy them economically. It's going to cause resentment, and it's going to cause another war. That is what Woodrow Wilson said then. Now, just think... But France, England, all these other countries were too pissed. They're like, uh fuck them. They're paying us. Just think if they would have listened to Wilson at that time. Because he said, no, we, we need to be more forgiving. We need to go in there. We need to help them rebuild. You know, he wanted to create what they created after World War II. So much could have been prevented if we would have done that back then. But we learned that lesson. We learned that lesson. And then, we just start doing all kinds of crazy shit after World War II. And I mean, we're still in Korea. For very good reasons. We're still there. You know, then then we get into the travesty of Vietnam. And God bless our men that were over there. Because there was a lot of men who went willingly. Because I wanted to help spread freedom to a people that were being overrun by a communist regime. And then we just pull out and abandon them and leave them to the fate of the Viet Cong. I tell you, it's nothing more than an excuse because, and it is something that. Eisenhower talked about, and this is something, you know, I've already talked about how I like to listen to Rogan's podcast, and he talks about it a lot on there, you know, and it is something that I have thought long before I even really knew who the hell Joe Rogan was. I mean, I would have recognized his voice because I watched that uh, sitcom, he was on that news radio. But other than that, I I didn't like Fear Factor. I didn't like The Man Show. I didn't even know he was a stand-up comic. It was a long time before I knew he was announcing for the UFC. You know, because I didn't... It's not that I never watched it. But the majority of the UFCs I watched was before him. And by the time... I was watching some of the UFCs when he was announcing. It had been long enough since news radio for one, for two, his voice was quite a bit different. Plus, he doesn't talk about political shit, obviously, on there. But either way, this is something I believed a long long time ago something I was aware of, let me put it that way, and that's Dwight D. Eisenhower, when he is leaving the presidency in the beginning, it was either at the end of 1960 or the beginning of 1961, warning the people of America about the military-industrial complex. That is why we do things the way we do. Because we do not want this stuff to end. There is too much money being made. And I... Call me crazy. I don't give a shit. I have to wonder about the connection to the New World Order, because somebody's pulling the fucking presidency strings. Somebody has to be. I think that's why there was so much shit against Trump, and Trump did not handle it well. If Trump would have kept his fucking cool, kept his fucking mouth shut, things would be currently be different. Now, here's the problem. I, I talked to my buddy Donnie about this. I said, Donnie. It doesn't matter if Trump gets reelected. He came in, things started going good. We got rid of him, and things are already 10 times worse than they were before he came into office. So even if he comes back and starts fixing shit, what can he do in four years? Because the next guy that gets into office, Republican or Democrat, they're going to start destroying shit again. That's what's going to happen. So unless we can get a series of Trumps, unless we can eliminate these political parties. Because it's, it's set up to where somebody from one of the political parties is going to win the presidency every time. You know, as much money as he has. And as much fanfare as he has. Joe Rogan couldn't win the presidency. Because regardless of what the people vote for, it's the Electoral College. It is the representatives. It is the Republicans and Democrats that are going to be casting the ballots. So if Joe Rogan runs just as an independent, if he runs as a centralist or something like that, he ain't going to win. I'm I'm sure there's going to be some Republicans and Democrats that will cast their electoral votes toward him just for their own appearance. We listen to the people. But the overwhelming majority, the people who are secure in their positions in the government, like Nancy Pelosi and other fucks like that, they aren't going to be casting no fucking votes for him. You know, it's... until But until we get rid of that shit and can start electing normal people, and then what what's going to happen? I mean, there's a saying, and a, I, it's for a reason. Historical purposes, power corrupts, and absolute power absolutely corrupts. So how many of us individuals would have the power, you know, part of the reason why... It, like helped so many people with so much money when i had my job up in milwaukee's because it making a little over 73 grand a year it's like man i got more money and i know what to fucking do with you know and technically yeah i should have paid off my student debt and shit like that <laughs> but i couldn't justify doing that when there was somebody who was unable to work because their daughter was getting ready for she was experiencing kidney failure going through all this shit the mom couldn't work cause she had to take care while they were waiting for a kidney transplant and yeah so I gave money to help with rent groceries new tires on the vehicle cause I actually knew this person and like she's like yeah I'm gonna have to get new tires at some point and I was like well I'll see what I can do and she's like no and so I felt the tires, and I could feel the fucking cords through it. She had driven to my place in Milwaukee from Chicago with tires that are so bald the cords are, like, bearing through, and it's like, huh? uh No. But it's what would happen. If I ended up, if I ended up getting elected president, would, would I have the tenacity to do what's right? Would I have the tenacity to withstand the money they would throw at me to follow their plan to to ignore their threats on me and my family or whatever it is they do? You can say, well, Trump Trump did. Well, guess what? Trump was already a billionaire before he went in. Trump is an arrogant motherfucker. He wasn't about to have somebody. You know, to him, to, for, for myself, I think it was nothing but arrogance that kept him rolling on his own path. Would you have... That ability to do that, making, to, making less than half a million a year as president. <coughs> would, you, would you have that strength to turn down the millions and millions? Because, I mean, look at it. How in the fuck do these people come out of the White House millionaires? Just call it, just call it a half million dollars. Just call it a half million for the salary. After eight years, that's $4 million. And yet, they come out millions, millions richer than that. And do you really think, do you really, truly think for one minute, that they're taking in all this money by doing what's best for us. I've been I've said it before. Say it again. Been saying it since high school. Freedom is nothing but an illusion. Nothing but an illusion. It can be taken away in one stroke. In one stroke. And yeah, the people can put up a decent fight for a little while. But your shotguns are gonna be fucking worthless other than fucking street to street fighting. Same with handguns for building to building. You're going you know, how many people have good functional rifles that are good rifles? You know, not your twenty two, not your fucking squirrel gun. How many people have that kind of shit? And how long is that going to last when they roll, roll the tanks in? Artillery. Mortars. That's not even counting air support. When they want to take it, they're going to take it from us. Our freedom is an illusion. Like I said, we can put up a pretty decent fight for a while. But we're going to be fighting like the fucking Vietnamese. We're going to be fighting like the Viet Cong. The only chance we're going to have is guerrilla warfare. We don't even have the ability. We don't have nothing in place. That's going to... It's not like... Illinois has plans for something like that happens. To where there is somebody that is in charge that can make that is qualified to even make military strategic plans and to say we need we need 2000 people here we need 10000 up here you know we don't have nothing like that it's going to be small pockets of people and then what's going to happen we don't have the military training As far as taking orders there's going to be inner fighting amongst a small group of people because somebody doesn't like the idea or plan we're going to fall fight all you want we're going to fall and the way our nation is set up and my brother would never I don't think my brother would ever do this. For one, he doesn't have the guns to do it. But if, you know, something like this happened and my brother decided to be one of those fucking freedom fighters or whatever, how long before he surrenders when they come and capture our old parents and my blind ass? You know, which I fully intend on going down with a fight myself. But... You can intend all you want. You know, for one, you never know how you're going to react in a, in a situation until you're in that situation, for one. For two, once again, I'm blind, you know, how, how long before they could fucking sneak up on me and take me down, you know, and then use me against him. Like I said, he'd never do it, you know, he, he just isn't built that way. He has a lot more faith in the system than what I got. But part of it for him is he's too busy with work and family and shit like that to worry about. For him, it he has too much going on to worry about this kind of stuff. But do you do you understand what I'm saying with that shit? I really need to get some tailor-made cigarettes for when I do this so I'm not having to relight my smokes <laughs> 43 times but it's it's a travesty what's going on and I know I just went on a tangent about the New World Order and this that and the other but Look at what our presidents have been doing. We've got the historical information on how, and when you want to come down to it, there was a lot of things that went wrong at the end of the Civil War, allowing the Jim Crow laws and shit like that should should have never been allowed, however... The strategy that was used at the Civil War at the end of the Civil War. A lot of northern people wanted the South to be punished because of all the economic destruction, not to mention the toll on lives. Over six hundred thousand dead. That's not counting the wounded. all, all the fucking travesties that went on. And Lincoln knew at the time and thankfully Johnson who came in after him, Andrew Johnson, stuck with the plan of working with and rebuilding the South. There's things they could have done much better, but it was designed to reincorporate the South into the Union as opposed to punishing the South. Like I said, there's a lot of things that could have been done different because a lot of people from the North didn't understand the South was agricultural and not industrial. So what the fuck did they know about agricultural economies? But this was something that Wilson recognized and wanted to do after World War I with Germany and the Axis powers from the First World War. And we finally did the right thing, finally did the right thing at the end of World War II. And now all of a sudden we're back to what we were doing before, to like what people, and see, that's the thing. Actually, it's not what always went on before. Yes, there were situations, but typically take Rome, for example, when they went and destroyed somebody They stayed there. They Romanized the people. They tried to make them good, efficient, effective partners. It's not that they didn't rule with an iron fist. They sure as hell did. That strategy was a little bit different. But we know from the past 30 years that our current strategy of whooping ass and then leaving does not work. We know what does. And we're not doing it. We're not doing it. So, I've been rambling for damn near an hour, a little over 50 minutes, so I'm not going to keep beating this dead horse. But, if questions, comments, whatever, hit me up, email me at littlemb6580 at com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E, M as in Mike, B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Until next time, y'all take care.